Hey everyone, this is Phil and Lola of the Capes and Lunatics podcast. You're listening to Into the Night, the the Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 208, and we are back, baby. And uh, you are with your high pressure country, Ray. Hello, everybody out there. And of course, to start off the week for you, we'll have an idle chat. And I am joined by a returning guest. I'll, I'll call Justin, I'll call you a co-host because um, I love oh, it. Reg- well, regular returning well, co-host. Yes, oh, I um, love that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, or just just co-host. Yeah, basically, um, Justin <laughs> the Owl Osgood. Justin, a big welcome back. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, and thank you always, Loonies, for listening. Uh, Justin, from the feedback I get, they very much enjoy uh, what you bring, uh, your dulcet tone. So, uh, you know, oh, well, I hope it. so. Yeah. <laughs> always <laughs> excited to, to have you back on. And Looney listeners, this is the Idle Chat, uh, just anything and everything Moon Knight. And this week, we'll, Justin and I will be talking about Egyptian heroes and villains. So we know Moon Knight has the obvious ties to Egyptian mythology. Uh, Justin and I, and off the back of Justin's fantastic suggestion, uh, we thought we'd expand that and try to identify, I guess, the other Egyptian-influenced heroes and villains out there. So this will be a fun little chat. Now, before we get into that, of course, I must thank the likes of Justin, our gracious Petroni. So those listed as co-producers and executive producers on each and every one of our episodes, a huge thank you. Um, you your support is just, uh, you know, can't thank you enough. Um, so the likes of yourself, Justin, uh, thank you so much. Um, but also Daniel, Derek, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. Um, fantastic. Thank you, each and every one of you. Uh, and our sponsors as well, uh, from Daniel, one of our Petronis, Fringe Night. It's an indie original comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero. Fantastic writing, fantastic stuff from Daniel there. Also, Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best, and Dreamland Comics, the superhero superstore. So, Justin, yes. back back in the in the uh, the Conchu Lounge here as yes. we as we back chat in the and saddle. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, on the saddle of a camel. Yeah, we're both we're both <laughs> on top of a camel. Yes. Uh, you the can't ship get of the desert. <laughs> can't get any more stereotypical than that. I don't know if that's terrible or not. But anyway, um, <laughs> first off, Justin, how, how's your how's your week been? Like, how how things been? Good. Oh, it's been good. Yeah, we've been doing the house hunting thing, which has been yes, kind of mind mind racking. Oh god, it's it's truly insane because because of the pandemic, everyone is moving to this area, so. Literally, houses are going within a day or two of being put on the market. It's it's pretty wild, oh, but <laughs> we're we're we're, we're, yeah, we're confident we'll find something that will Con- Conchu will favor us with some luck here coming up <laughs> soon, and we'll 
Well, I'm hoping you're yeah. you're, you're leaving some offerings for Conchu to you know to, <laughs> to oh, get oh, him yes, definitely. Yeah. to curry favor. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's part of it. Yeah, that's always part of it. But it must be. I mean, it must be stressful though, right? I mean, geez, it's a little stressful. We we do have an apartment that we found, which which is nice. We do have a place mm-hmm. that we're moving to, but it's just we we would much rather have a house at this point. And this, okay, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. very slim pickings right now, but we just yeah. have to be patient. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess that's it. And and as long as you have something that's you know livable mm. and and comfy to an extent. Then, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure it will come. Uh, Justin, a few more, you know, a few more offerings, a few more sacrifices. And mm. I'm sure yes, well. I might. I might have to do some more. I might have to tear a few faces. Out of the <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I, was, I, I was hoping I would get away without having to do that, but I, I, think, I think he's demanding it at this point. So push comes to shove. Push comes yeah. to shove. So far yeah. be it for me to to refuse such a such a decree. <laughs> um, and have you been following anything on the social media on the on Facebook, Twitter? Is anything to do with Moon Knight? Anything catch your eye? Um, a little bit. I've I've been trying to to figure out who Ethan Hawke is playing in the ah, show. Yes. That's kind of been my little side thing and I I I probably shouldn't because I'd like to be surprised but mm-hmm. I've but been, it's, I've been following that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's been dangling there, hasn't it? And actually, mm. thank you so much, Justin, for that beautiful segue. Um the, the only bit of white noise that, you know, I can really um, I guess offer of note is that have you seen this Justin there was a, a video posted up on Twitter from a local in Budapest and he had Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac training had you seen that oh no I haven't seen that oh okay oh. Oh, a very, very interesting. Well, that's why I actually thought that you were talking about speculation or speculation of Ethan Hawke because... No, I, I must have missed that. Oh. Yeah, well, it was very... like When they say training together, it was it was pretty uh, innocuous. It was, basically, the guy, the, the video taker, was standing at the side of the street, at the road, and uh, um, they must have been going on their morning jog, but uh, it's clearly mm. Oscar and Ethan Hawke, and Ethan's talking mm-hmm. to Oscar. Just I, I can't remember what he was saying, but they're just kind of slowly jogging past. So it looks like an mm. early morning jog. The thing there, though, Justin, was that Ethan Hawke uh, was clean-shaven now. So, oh. yeah, he mm. still had a ponytail, so he still had longish hair, but mm-hmm. he um, no longer had that beard, which everyone was spectolating. <laughs> had ties with the Sun King. Now, I don't know, Justin, from these measly pickings, uh, what what would you make? What do you make of that then? Like, you know, what does well, that mean? I've, I I don't know. I've been praying all along <laughs> that it's not the Sun King. I'm yep. just, please don't let it be the Sun King at this point. Mm. Um, is that I only was... because, sorry, Justin, is that only because he's, he's quite new or... New, and I, I wasn't a fan of the character or that run, mm-hmm. personally. I, I didn't think it was Moon Knight at his best, and I don't think that that's a good way to lead into this, to, to start out the series is sure. with, a, with a brand new story that is of that caliber. Mm-hmm. I think that if they should draw from anything, it should be either the, the Benson, Houston, or Ellis runs mm-hmm. for, for this for the, uh, oh, absolutely. the launch. Um I was kind of hoping to be honest with you as a, some type of a mercenary character, maybe not Bushman, but okay. somebody that, you know, is, is tied with his mercenary past or something. Okay. And I thought too, what if he's playing Frenchie? 
I mean, all this time we could be thinking, who's Ethan oh. Hawke playing? And, and the most obvious thing in the, it could be staring us right in the face. It could be Frenchie. I don't. How would you feel about that? Would be a twist because if he is indeed be, yeah. a villain, yeah, having Frenchie go mm. up against Mark. Yeah, funny. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I having looked at you know, the, you know, many thoughts go screaming through my head with a now clean shaven Ethan Hawke and. Um, the, the immediate thing that I go towards is, okay, so he's disheveled first, and now he's kind of clean-cut. He could be, again, he could be Black Spectre. I mean, you could you could say that, yeah. because he was down on his luck. Then he kind yeah. of turns himself around, becomes uh, a politician of sorts. Uh, mm-hmm. There could be Jack Russell still. Uh, it mm-hmm. could be, you know, Ethan Hawke as someone that's only just finding out about his werewolf powers uh and uh, mm. you know that's why he was all hairy and and then now yeah. he's kind of a bit clean shaven uh it could also have been um who was i thinking of the randall specter as well because mm, I, if, yeah, yeah yeah if we're to take the leanings from the mark specter moon knight um retconning of randall uh randall actually follows mark Mm-hmm. into that temple when Mark is left for dead. Uh, and he, he's yeah. been left for dead as well, and he kind mm-hmm. of just misses out on the conchu power. So, I mean, that would explain, again, why he may have been a bit disheveled, uh, mm-hmm. enters back into society, but then he cleans himself up. I don't know. There's, it's open to anything still, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought about Randall, too. I thought that that could be it. Because for a while, I thought Randall was a soldier of fortune also. I thought mm-hmm. that he yeah. followed in the footsteps of Mark that way also. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that too, but I would love it if it was Jack Russell. I mean, I yeah. I think a werewolf by night in in a in a TV series would be fantastic, and what a great way to to launch the Moon Knight too. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Exactly, and, yeah. and as well, there's all this talk. I mean, again, nothing's confirmed about it being uh, Moon Knight being intrinsically tied to Blade. So again, you'd have that supernatural mm. connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So yeah, certainly possible. Um, we just, I guess we'll just have to really wait and see, but, uh, it, it's, it's fun to see these little things. I look again, similar to you, Justin, about not being spoiled. I don't want to see too much of it, but, um, mm. at least it gets the, the tongues wagging within the ITK yes. community. It keeps the interest. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, loonies, um, we are going to go into our idle chat now. And Justin, as mentioned at the top, Egyptian heroes and villains. Now I thought it would be good to kick off. With just establishing um, the Egyptian characters in and around the Moon Knight corner mm. of the universe. So, of course, the listeners, of course, this is obvious. Moon Knight's connection uh, with uh, Egyptian Egyptology comes through Khonshu. Khonshu being mm-hmm. um, like a deity to do with the moon, of course. Uh, the other ones of note that I've got here, Justin, that have popped up in the runs, whether they be the old or the, the newer runs, uh, Anubis. So Anubis mm-hmm. is, um, is there as well. Uh, Set, um, and in the Lemire run and Smallwood run, we have Amit, or Amit. Mm. Um, yes, yes. And, uh, and finally Sobek, which was the god of the crocodiles as well. And, and mm-hmm. lastly, I've got, all the way back in Mark Spector Moon Knight, uh, in the Blood Brothers run, we were just talking about with Randall Spector, that oh, had the Punisher. Right. Yeah, there yeah. was Nep- Nephthys. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't know whether she was... I don't think she was the actual goddess. She was, you know, just some crazy person. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, tied to that. Um, are there kind anything... of like a female Charles Manson. I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, with wearing almost nothing as well. Like right, was... yeah. 
certainly one of the the time, the '90s, and uh, she went a little bit too far there with uh, mm -hmm. her recreation of of Egyptian um, wearables. But um, yeah, yeah there. Justin, are there any uh, any other? I mean, I was thinking of the Fist of Conchu, but I I can't really remember the high priests there. Were they tied to? I. From that story, I, mm. I don't really remember the no, the, the other the other priests that, yeah, they. I don't think there were any specific named characters in amongst that okay. cult, other than Nephthys and yes. maybe a couple of people directly under her. Right. Yeah. But as far as I know, they haven't appeared beyond that story, have they? Uh, um. N no. Or you mean sorry, Nephthys? Nephthys and the and that cult. Yeah. And the cult. No. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think they. I think they died from memory. I think she died. I can't remember. But, yeah, um, yeah. She certainly was their head. I know that she actually, it was great. I mean, I think it was a synergy between Terry Kavanagh and Howard Mackey, who we know are good friends. Um, and Terry Kavanagh, I think, and maybe Howard Mackey did a story back in Marvel Comics Presents because we know Kavanagh <laughs> had a long tenure there. Um, mm, he had over he was the editor, comics. yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So, um, and that was... Um, that started with Havoc. Uh, Havoc and I believe it was Wolverine. Mm. They bumped into mm -hmm. someone called Plasma. And she turned up again, thanks to Howard Mackey, in Mark Spector Moon Knight 25. 25 uh, with Ghost yeah, Rider, yeah. Ghost Rider, yeah. So yeah. her and uh, her... Is it Cults of the Moon? Knights of the Moon? I can't remember what they're called. I think it was the Knights of the Moon. Knights maybe. of the Moon, yeah, that makes sense. They had, a like that. Yeah. they had a pretty cool, uh, I think, costume. Like, um, as minions go... That looked pretty good. Yeah, I remember liking that one too. Yeah, that's yeah. A good issue. So that continued on, and then the Blood Brothers. Yes, um, Nephthys. She apparently she was the actual big bad. So Plasma worked mm -hmm. for her. Um, mm -hmm. They have they're both the same goal, basically to take over the world, take over. I don't know, you know, these mad mm -hmm. people. Don't know what yeah. they do. Um, but yeah, I think that's the last. I think that's the last we see of them. Um, there, Justin. So we we did get a bit of a smattering of at least representation of the deities and the gods in the mm -hmm. Moon Knight universe. Um, we also get set. I just want to mention as well. I know Justin, you and I are big, a uh, big Thor fans. Uh, oh and, yes, definitely. Uh, yeah, the War of the Pantheons. Um, there's that god. Um, we're set. Seth. I think it's with that. Seth. Yeah. Yes. He actually tries to. He takes on the gods. And stuff. That was a, mm. a great, a great battle. So he's actually represented not only there, but also in Atlantis Attacks, I believe. Well, that's, I believe those are two different things because the Seth yeah. from the Egyptian pantheon, yep. I think it's different from the giant snake. The giant snake set was set, yeah, from one of the primal evils from the beginning of the dawn of time or something, right. the beginning of earth or something yeah okay so a bit more broader i mean so i mean we know in in egyptian mythology though um it is i think it is either set or seth um i'm i'm not too sure well, they, i, like I the think name. they did worship set in yeah, some, they, some yeah. of the some of the some of the stories yeah right yeah, yeah. there were those snake cults and everything oh, i always thought seth was like meant to be set but he obviously isn't he's not the god of chaos right but he, he was a pretty powerful Dude, I'm, I'm, mm, oh, I'm definitely, yeah. And yeah. I believe that he was the god of death in the in the the Marvel oh, pantheon. Okay, I think. okay. Yeah. So yeah, so he took over from. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm I'm blanking here. Who would be the? Um, 
the god of the Anu- dead. I think Anubis was Anubis. The, yes, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Um, so a little I bit think of. I, I might be wrong about that, but I I seem to remember there was this big thing with Seth and and death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and it's going back to that um, that Thor story with the the War of the Pantheons. Mm -hmm. I just remember a lot to do with with death and and Seth being directly involved with it, yeah. Right, yes. I'm just having a quick look here. I've just pulled out my old, old edition of the Marvel Handbook. Um, oh. Uh, so, now, I'm pretty sure I saw Seth in there. He's, he wouldn't be in the Book of the Dead, though, would he? No. Um, anyway, um, this is all off the cuff, so I, I, I don't want to keep the listeners hanging. Um, just quickly have a little glance. No, I couldn't, no. I'm pretty sure I had it's, his profile, but anyway, it's kind of confusing because in that in that Thor story in issue number four hundred, I believe it was, he does turn into a giant snake. Ah, oh, okay. And I remember for a while I was confused. I was thinking, was, yeah, is Seth and Seth the same thing? Are they? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. I I don't see any correlation between the set in Atlantis attacks with the Seth, but I think that yeah, just creative license there from Marvel, maybe <laughs> deciding mm, to maybe. use. <laughs> Use bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. But apart from that, then, um, Justin, I found a little bit of a treasure trove here of, of Egyptian mm. Marvel characters. Now, of course, uh, this goes beyond just heroes. We're, we're looking at villains, just any characters. Mm. Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll skip down the prompt sheet, Justin, because we did talk about this first. And we were thinking, just off the top of our head, who would the Egyptian mm. characters and heroes be in the Marvel? universe and uh you hit it right on the head by saying earth force which again mm. was something that we saw from the thor um the thor right run. yeah these were all people that had been touched by death in some form or fashion mm. and seth had offered them powers mm-hmm. um, yeah and they're really good so there's one two three four of them um Oh well, I say three actually. There's, three, um, yeah, there were, yeah, yeah, there were a trio, yeah, yeah. So we have Skyhawk, uh, and uh, his name, his real uh, persona was Winston Manchester, and he was a businessman in New York of all things, uh, and he was given the magical powers by Seth, as you mentioned, Justin. He had super strength and the power of flight by using his powerful underarm to ribcage wings. So, um. A pretty funky design. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. like Skyhawk? Skyhawk's got a good I, name as well. I, yeah, I like the name a lot. Yeah. I thought it was a cool character. I thought I thought it was it was kind of funny that Winston Manchester was a businessman that just kind of collapsed. You know, yeah. he was in the hospital just, he probably worked himself to death or something. But. <laughs> but it's so funny to pick that because he would have no hand-to-hand combat or um, no inclination for, uh, mm. I don't know, unless he was a... Unless he was a um in Fight Club or something, <laughs> but he, maybe. Um, but, maybe he had a darker side. Maybe, maybe he had a darker side. Yeah. <laughs> just on the CV, it was just like businessman. But you know, we you know he probably could be a UFC fighter. Um, but, maybe that but, was why he collapsed. He had a bunch of <laughs> that's it. Exactly, exactly. Oh, grizzly stuff. Uh, but yeah, he yeah. was he was pretty cool. He seemed to be. I don't know. Would you say to me he seemed to be kind of like the leader? I always saw him as like the leader yeah. of the three. Mm. Yeah, it seemed like he was the more logical minded of the of the three of them. The more yeah. tact yeah. more of a tactician, yeah. 
<laughs> Maybe that's why he's a businessman, you know, the strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got the strategic mind, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else have we got here, Justin? We've got Earthlord, who mm. was Kyle Brock, and he was a police officer Ooh. who was shot and hospitalized. Uh, his magical powers were uh, he could draw strength and mass from the ground to become a giant with superhuman physical attributes and could return to his normal size at will. And his costume is made from enchanted metal and fabric that grow and shrink as he changes size, which is always convenient to have. It is. It is. I mean, yeah, we don't want to be don't... caught. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, a la the Incredible Hulk. Uh, so, yeah, this was... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about you, Justin. Earth Lord for me was my favorite. I, I'm a sucker for, um, you know, the likes of Giant Man and Goliath, where mm. you can actually change size and this idea of um, becoming stronger. Um, you know, the bigger you get and stuff. I don't know. I, I found yeah, him good. Yeah. He's he seemed like the bruiser of the trio. Definitely, and and then I think in the comic vine article about the character it said that he could get class 100 strength. At oh his wow! Most greatest so he's one of the heaviest hitters there is in the if you can do yeah. class 100 yeah yeah absolutely and he had that almost like a um a juggernaut style headgear um mm. just kind of that rounded helmet which again is also synonymous with uh, i guess stylings of maybe ancient egypt mm. I, know, I got that sense you know we know conchie has yeah. got a bit of that bob as well so. mm -hmm. right <laughs> <laughs> It's statue of Conchita. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and finally, I mean, we got this Wind Warrior. She's pretty cool as well. And mm, again, I think she was my favorite. I liked oh, her, her powers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I liked the the whole wind thing. I thought that was unique and interesting. Yeah. Well, quite powerful, isn't it? As well. Yeah. Um, and again, very interesting backgrounds here. Um, so her name was Pamela Shaw, and she was a housewife. Uh, and she attempted suicide after her baby had died, and, and so she was hospital hospitalized mm. for that. Um, so a bit of a grim, dark past there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Incidentally, as well, I'm just going. Oh, well, I'll finish this now. Just um, Pamela Shaw's powers magically endowed again, um, and she had the ability to transform her body to become winds and whirlwinds, uh, with power ranging up to tornado speed. Uh, she also had the ability to glide on the winds. So again, quite powerful. I mean, she, mm. arguably, probably the most powerful of the group. Possibly, well, possibly, yeah. I don't, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I would say Earth Lord might be the most powerful, but yeah, yeah, with the class hundred, yeah, put her on a on a second tier there because yeah, I, I liked her. I thought she was interesting, and and her costume was cool too with the yeah, with the white and the gold motif. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame that we don't see more of them. Look, anything that happened with modern day riders, they could pluck them back. Um, mm. But Earth Force, I think, was really cool, and and the idea they, I mean. Apart from getting this stuff from Seth and, and having those kind of the look of, of Egyptian mm -hmm. ties, kind of mm -hmm. quite bare look of Egyptian ties, um, they weren't really, I mean, they weren't really Egyptian Egyptian, you know what I mean? They, they no, no, yeah. Um, they were because all they, white people in New York, yeah. In New York, yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, they very much acted like that as well. Um mm -hmm. Incidentally, Justin, I just wanted to just say, because we're talking about Pamela Shaw and her attempted suicide, I've been reading again uh, Lost in Time Space, um, the West Coast oh, Avengers, because yes. I know you're a big yeah. fan as well. And yes, I just, it's, it still just floors me how openly Hank Pym is like going, right, mm. now I've just got to kill myself. 
<laughs> yes, that was get, some heavy stuff. That yeah. was very heavy stuff from Engelhart. I'm thinking, geez. And and there was these uh, silent panels of him just thinking about it and then slowly putting the gun to his head. I'm going, oh my mm. God, will this get past the censors today? It's, um, yeah, well, that's, yeah, actually, you've got a point there. You've mm. got a point there, yeah. That's pretty and, heavy. Well, we saw what happened with, with, the, with the backlash against when Craven the Hunter in the... Craven's Last Hunt storyline when that happened. That, I remember that was a huge controversy. Oh, what was the what was the backlash about? I just I remember reading a bunch of letters after the after Craven the Hunter committed suicide. Just all of these outraged parents about. Oh, oh well, yeah, true. Yeah, just oh, how they God. would never allow their kids to read Spider Man. Oh, suicide in or Yeah, I just I remember reading a lot of that crap and. Yeah, you know, you didn't even read the rest of the story. You're just yeah. looking at that one panel, and, exactly, and judging yeah. it on those merits. But yeah, that 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 scene with Hank Pym was so powerful. And oh gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, thank yeah. God, um, Firebird was there, Benita. Mm. Um, but there I know, was. I wonder a- whatever happened to her. Jeez, I know. Yeah. Yeah, she saved Hank Pym's life. She did. <laughs> she and- faded into obscurity. <laughs> <laughs> And, and also as well, she was um, responsible for transforming Hank into because there was rereading mm. it again now. You can see this build up of like because he he had tried so, to be so many superhero identities, and she's the one saying, "Look, you don't have to be like all the other superheroes. You can be." Mm-hmm. And, and I remember Hank saying, "What you want me to be, Super Lab Man or something, <laughs> something like that?" And uh, <laughs> yeah. and I think he ends up being. I think one of the most interesting iterations of himself, just just that plain clothes Hank mm-hmm. Pym, you know, with with, yeah, the, with, with the, the tech and the inventions, yeah, yeah, with the big red jumpsuit that he yep. had a million pockets, yeah, I that was definitely I think the best version of Hank Pym that we've seen in yeah in the last thirty some odd years, yeah. I mean, a very interesting character. I mean, the way he was yeah. like, yeah, pushed and yeah, pulled he around. went through quite a journey. In oh, yes, he did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving just back to the Egyptian character. Sorry about that. I, I oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, that was a. Yeah, yeah. I hadn't thought about that story in a <laughs> it, while. I'm it it just hit me because yeah, I was yeah. just reading it last night. That's all. Um, yeah. So Egyptian Marvel characters as well. So let's. There's actually a huge list here, and this is thanks to Comic Vine. Um, mm. So we'll just go through this quickly, Justin. I guess. Mm-hmm. How about we do every five each? Yeah. Just to sure, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. So, um, do you want to kick off? Yeah, sure. Yep. So the first one we have is Apocalypse. Absolutely, uh, of course. The the, the great X Men nemesis. Mm-hmm. Do Do uh, you think of him? He's the, probably the first one I think of whenever I think of Egyptian characters. Is that the same for you? Yeah, I yep. think so too. For for Marvel, definitely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, little explanation there. We we know Apocalypse, you know, he's just a big dude. <laughs> and it, it was kind of, it was amusing, too, to look at the, the Marvel wiki and all the Egyptian characters, and the, there are all of these parallel universe versions of Apocalypse. So there was, like, oh. a list of, God, 50, I think. Of wow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah. yeah, the six one six version though I think is just interesting enough. Is it's a very, again, massively powerful. One of the mm. first mutants, if not the first one. I think he is the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And such a great villain. I think he's my favorite X Men villain. Him oh, okay. And, him and Sinister are, are right up there. Yeah, Sinister. Yeah. I like the aesthetic of Sinister, but I'm never really 
I never really sold on a lot of his stories. Um, mm, I'd say definitely mm-hmm. Apocalypse is, is up there. Um, yeah. But, oh, I don't know. It's uh, Cameron Hodge as well. I, I remember loving Extinction mm. Agenda. So. Oh, yeah. He's a great yeah. villain too. He's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then after Apocalypse, we have Storm, another, of yeah. course, ex- ex-legend who was born in Cairo. She was born in Cairo, wasn't she? Yeah. I, I think yeah. a lot of people gloss over that and and i mm. you know looking at putting this list together from comic files like huh oh yeah she is mm. um so yeah she's a big one actually uh she's probably yeah. the the most well known i guess then out of this list i think so yeah, yeah the most popular yeah. yeah i i only remembered that she was egyptian from that fantastic x-men issue where uh charles xavier meets the shadow king for the first time and yeah. there's a brief, very brief scene where there's this little pickpocket that, that pick, tries to pick his pocket. This is back when he he could walk, and it was ah. it was a very young storm ah. um, that tried to pick his pocket. I I remembered that. From, yes. Yeah, because that you was could a still bit early. Tell it was storm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit earlier on, wasn't it? Because as mm. similar. One of, I mean, I've read Storm a lot before this issue, but the issue I was talking about was, um, I'm, I'm referring to now, is the the first appearance of Gambit. You you know how they go oh, through, yes, yeah, they yeah, go through the she... siege perilous, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, really and she ends up becoming a, a street urchin again, and um, mm-hmm. so she's yeah. in and around Cairo, pickpocketing exactly as you say, and, and she bumps into Gambit, and and uh, the rest is history. But um, yeah, I love yeah. that story too. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have, of course, the Shadow King, who is, I think, a a fantastic villain. He is, actually. I find him actually quite menacing as well. I think he's quite Mm. scary just because he's got that kind of untouchable nature. Uh, It it Mm -hmm. seems to be in the heads and stuff. It's very, um, yeah. And you get the feeling that you can never really vanquish him. You know, a lot of people have tried, but. He always seems to kind of like a shadow, uh, stick around, you know, yep. in, in dark corners and strike when nobody expects him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very, very, um, very um, what do you call it? It's, uh, yeah, he's not like kind of just like right in your face. It's very deceiving and, and mm. yeah. It's, so that's, that was what makes him the most dangerous, I think. Yeah, definitely. And a, and a villain with that much telepathic power too yeah. could r- rival Charles Xavier is always very scary. Yeah. Um, after him, we have another great villain, the Living Monolith. Now, now I've heard of him a lot. I'm not familiar with him, Justin. You, have you come across him in in stories? Yes, uh, actually, he was in a. I think it was a two issue Marvel team up, and the first issue was Spider Man and Havoc teaming up okay and um they were basically fighting a cult that the living monolith had um kind of raised around himself mm-hmm. um and then at the conclusion of that issue he had become this massive colossus this huge giant oh, wow. and in the next issue thor was brought in to deal with him. oh nice <laughs> so that yes. was a, that was a really good one. if you ever get the chance to read that uh, that Marvel okay. team up it's a it's a great little two-part story I'll check it out in, um, um, that's a, in marvel yeah. unlimited hopefully yeah that's a good claremont and burn classic cool um and he also appeared a few more times after that in various stories. He popped okay. up here and there. Yeah, I mean, he he's listed, he's ranked. Not not that this has any bearing, but I think he's ranked up high when it comes to like 
you pose a question to someone who who's an Egyptian character in the Marvel Universe, he always seems to turn up. So mm. he must have had some sort of impact, um, mm-hmm. although he hasn't been seen recently. Yeah, it doesn't look like it in, a, in yeah. quite a while. Yeah, his powers were very similar to Havoc's in that he could absorb energy and then redirect it. Cool. Yeah. And then f- the fifth is our boy Seth that we were just speaking about. Yeah. Now the the image that we have here on the prompt sheet it, it kind of contradicts the the Seth I have in my head, which and I know that you have in your head as well, Justin, because we. Um, he had no hand, right, in the, um, again, in that Thor arc. Uh, right. A lot more of a, well, this this image looks very Egyptian, but he had a very Egyptian look as well. Mm-hmm. Um, had a helmet from, from memory, uh, green, basically, and a brown yeah. helmet. Um, yeah, so Seth, yeah, as we mentioned before, um, had ties with that kind of power-hungry, all that sort mm-hmm. of jazz. Yeah, very serpentine image. I would I would liken this image more to Anubis, this one from Comic Vine. Maybe. Oh okay. Yeah. 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 But but uh, the other the other Seth had more of a serpentine Yes. Yeah. yeah, very much. Yeah, which I again, um I kind of because Set is the god of chaos, right? Yeah, he's mm. in, in Greek mythology. Um and mm. sometimes it's it's funny because I think I was doing a little bit of reading because the serial um, Apep is actually, or Apep is, is actually the serpent of chaos. So um, oh. I think generally they might meld Set and Apep together, and that's why Set's mm. kind of seen as serpentine, um, because okay. Set's definitely the god of chaos and the god of death and stuff as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, mm. They had a few overlapping gods doing things, <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hence, the, like, yeah, we're talking about an Anubis, and, and yeah, I know Set had something to do with death as well. Yeah. Um, so, okay, we've got a few... The next five, Justin, I'm just going to go through them. I'm not familiar... Well, they get quite obscure. Um, they do, yes, yeah. So the next one, Ozymandias, which I know more from Watchmen. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. <laughs> But apparently there is a version in the Marvel Universe. Uh, are you familiar with, with this gentleman? No, I've never heard of this version. No. Yeah, yeah, I haven't either. He looks um, metallic. And let me just... Let me see. Mm. Uh, a, oh, he's a slave of Apocalypse, apparently. Uh, oh. And he serves mostly as a scribe. So I'm just quickly... I'm not going to go into... There's a whole... I can put all these in the show notes. It's um, uh, There's a whole history to a lot of these mm. characters... Uh, and depending on how fast my inter- internet speed, there you go. Uh, so he's a servant. Uh, so, oh, has a he's immortal. There you go. Possesses a granite mm. body, uh, precog as well, and he can animate stone. So interesting. Well done, Aussie man dice. The next well, sounds pretty good. I mean, jeez, mm. bring you back. The next yeah. one is uh, is Sphinx. He looks very different. Um, yeah, the Sphinx is a great villain, actually. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm no, I know the Sphinx from the original Nova. Um, ah, beautiful. From the 70s, that he was, he was the uh, the first Nova's big nemesis. Okay. Um, and his deal was he was the sorcerer, I think, for Ramesses, right? The second during yep. all of that, and um, he became immortal and of course, had great aspirations for world domination and stuff. Um, my favorite Sphinx story was actually in The New Warriors. Oh. Um, 
the the Mark and Bagley Nicieza. Yeah, run? yeah. Oh, in the okay. very first run, there was a fantastic three part story. I think it was, um, in which the Sphinx returned, although it was a female version, uh-huh. and basically um, it was kind of like a Days of Future Past okay. amalgamation where everything was rewritten to make it like ancient Egypt. And right. all of the here all of the heroes like Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, they all were Egyptian. They, all of their armor mm-hmm. and weapons and, and costumes had Egyptian motifs and it was it was a great story. It was awesome. a fantastic story. Yeah, I'd recommend yeah. that to anybody. Right. Well it seems like again I'm looking at Comic Vine uh, uh sorry, the Sphinx uh, appears in 98 issues so quite a lot of them mm. uh created by marv wolfman wolfman and sal Buscema, uh, and he seems like a big hitter so he actually also appeared in the war of the kings as well mm-hmm. uh, which i yeah. have not read but um again i guess the ties with the cosmic there uh mm. has berserker strength blast power <laughs> there you go flight he's immortal he's also intelligent apparently invulnerable uh, and magic, uh, he's got magic reality manipulation. Oh my gosh, he's got it all. Time manipulation. What can't this guy do? So yeah, Sphinx is pretty big, a big hitter. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to check those out, Justin, because um, yeah, very interesting. I'd, uh, I'd definitely recommend the New Warriors issues, and and if you get a chance to check out any of that that early Nova stuff, that's okay. very good stuff too. Yeah, I should I, um, crack open my old New Warriors because I did collect most of them, so I I can't remember the Sphinx in it, but um, it's been such a long time, so mm. it could well be. I'll have to check the collection. Otherwise, okay. Marvel Unlimited, here I come. There uh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> Now the next one, oh. I like this uh, this aesthetic. It's got Thanos in here and, and all the cosmic mm. beings. Actually, I can even see Doctor Doom on the elbow there. And what I'm talking yeah. about, listeners, is Akhenaten. Um, so another Egyptian. Uh, let me just pull up this. Uh, so he was around circa 1300 BC, and uh, he was um, chosen by the Celestial Order, something like that. Have you are you familiar with this this gentleman? No, but uh, out of all these characters, uh, he was the one that piqued my curiosity the most. I loved the look of him. I loved his origin. I thought, yeah. this is a cool character. I to oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, and created by Peter David. First appearance yeah. of the Incredible Hulk, 457. I can't believe that. Mm, wow. Can't believe I missed this. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm, I'm going to def- definitely dive into that. Um, let me see. Powers, quick powers. Dimensional manipulation. I mean, gosh. Jeez, Justin, all these Egyptian characters are massively powered. Immortal again, invulnerable, matter absorption, omnilingual. Well, that's a massive power, isn't it? (laughs) That's the most powerful of all. Communicate with everyone. Uh, Size manipulation, that's a weird one to put in there. Uh, And probability manipulation, my gosh. So, um, Akhenaten, what a a beast. Um, And... And now we get something a bit more mummy-like. Oh, sorry, I've given it away. A little more Egyptian-like. It's the living mummy. Now, of the course, the living mummy. Yeah, um, getting back into the old horror. Yeah. Uh, theme. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, interestingly enough, this living mummy uh, was um, in the 11th century BC, Nakantu, and he was an African chieftain uh, named Tchombi. Um, so he's changed his name. Uh, Anyway, he, he becomes a mummy. There you go. Uh, 
It appears 143 issues far out, so quite mm. uh, supernatural thrillers. Number five was the first appearance. So yeah, exactly to say, Justin. I guess with the, the horror element of Marvel when they mm. kind of started kicking off the ground, um, yeah. the likes of the Mummy, of course, would be quite popular. Absolutely, yeah. His, his origin was pretty grisly too. There was a part in there about how his his blood was removed and replaced with a with a chemical solution while he was still conscious. Oh my Ooh. gosh, jeez. Oh, that's far out. Yikes. I, I, I love these imaginations. Uh, these things, <laughs> Imaginings from these writers, it's crazy. That's great, yeah. Um, and capping off this, this bunch of five, we have Asp. Um, so I'm just going to open up her bio- biography. She doesn't look like she's from the Serpent Society, but, um, oh, okay, she's well, a mutant. She... Sorry. A former member, I think. She is, oh yeah, she is. Asp was one of the founding members of the Serpent Society, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she met up with Black Mamba and Diamondback, recruited by Sidewinder. She's a mutant who gener- uh, generates paralyzing bioenergy blasts. So there you go. And she's got a good, hefty 144 issues appearances. So mm. um, Asp, I remember the name. Um, looking at the, the um, image of her, I can't remember, like her costume in that um but yeah and she she turned up in it says he major story arcs in alpha flight cable and deadpool and even civil war dark reign siege oh and even avengers versus x-men so she's been around quite recently too yeah yeah she's yeah. been around a lot and I, I remember too for a while she went she kind of went on the side of good for a while it was okay her and and black mamba and i there was another character called impala i think maybe Oh. And the three of them kind of had their own group going that foiled right. some criminal schemes of some sort. It was a backup in Captain America for a while, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. So she, she, I think she turned over a new leaf. I'm not sure if she's villainous anymore. She she may be in, in the more recent stuff, but I remember okay. she turned over a new leaf for a while. What are your thoughts on, on villains becoming good? Do you like, do you like that aspect or...? I do when it makes sense. When it mm-hmm. makes sense to the character, I think it's it's great. But yeah. um, when it's done just for the sake of it, just because we need it for whatever yeah. reason that doesn't fit the story, I, I don't like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to throw to you, what do you think then of the Juggernaut? Becoming good? Yeah. Mm, not really a fan of that. Yeah, know? me too. Mm, yeah, I yeah. kind of like him bad <laughs> i do too I yeah think he's yeah right it's always possible for people to change of that's course, true well that's true but, yeah i mean yeah, we've got to be, I, you know i don't know yeah i mean like he was one of the, the yeah. nasty ones that would never change yeah me too yeah i think so too because there's a fine line like i i think you can it's a lot more organic say with eddie brock i think mm-hmm you know, he yeah. he always had that code, that really warped mm. code of honor and stuff, and mm-hmm. and he understandably was very pissed off at at Peter Parker and Spider Man, so you can understand yeah. that. But but him kind of turning a leaf, I can kind of see. But yeah, Juggernaut, look, I haven't read how he turns and becomes good, but I just he's so good as a villain. Anyway, that's, mm. yeah, yeah. That's like... I, I, yeah, we're in agreement about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he should, yeah, he should stay a villain. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, how about the... Uh, oh, there's so many here, Justin. Um, oh, yeah. How um, about... Do you want to... Uh, well, let's yeah. see, let me see. What's the, what's the last one? So, we, so listeners, there is up to 34 um, characters, apparently. Um, how about Justin... 
free reign. Do you want to grab yeah. like just five random ones? That we sure. Have? The ones the ones that I looked looked at that looked the most interesting were uh, Scimitar. Okay. Um, who I had never heard of before. No. Uh, let me just uh, what number? Oh yeah, Scimitar. Yeah, he looks pretty cool. Yeah. He's a master of bladed weapons. Oh. And he's appeared in, looks like, about 23 issues. Okay. Uh, he so... was a foe of Iron Fist. Ooh. Oh, hang yeah. on. Scimitar. Because um, he doesn't look like this, but he's starting to... Oh, maybe not. When was his first appearance? Iron Fist, Iron Fist number five. He was a Claremont and Byrne creation. Yes, I have read that, Scimitar. Yep, yep. He did oh. ring. He did ring a bell. I didn't know he was Egyptian. He doesn't look like that. Um, that front, you know, that that um profile picture, because yeah, he oh. was a, he had a normal scimitar. Um, oh, yeah, okay. he, he was interesting. Yeah, he was good. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it looks like he's had a few appearances since then, and mm-hmm. some other stuff. Yeah, and he's generally a highly skilled swordsman. Uh, he along the way, he's got two energy swords. Uh, similar to the Black Knight in the '90s, I guess, with his mm, lightsaber, mm-hmm. and he's right. just yeah, he's just formidable hand-to-hand combat. Um, and another one, any other ones there, Justin, that uh, piques your interest? Um, there was another one. Uh, I liked the Jamil and um, oh, there was that pair, Jim, uh, Karima and Jamil. Okay, I see which, Jamil. Which... Yeah, yeah, Karima. I had never heard of these characters. They, they were also X Men characters. Okay, yeah, um, which yeah. which kind of makes sense because the X Men are more are more globe trotting, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Karima's that? a young mutant discovered and trained uh, by Master Thief in Cairo. Okay, um, and she basically had the power to uh, make illusions and things into reality. She could okay. create psychic constructs and make them That's uh, pretty cool. solid, solid. Yeah. So uh, there was a psychic construct named Jamil that was her companion. Yeah. And it looked like, yeah, they had a few stories with the X-Men. And, oh, nice. Yeah. The late nineties, early two thousands, but it sounded interesting. Okay. And then you had also, did you say Karima number? Yeah. Uh, 23 on this list. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, she, that was Karima. Yeah, she was the the illusion caster. Oh, she was. Jamil oh, sorry. Was, yeah, Jamil, Jamil was, was the, the construct. Was she the construct? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. What? Nice. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I'm just having a look here as well. What? Look, I would pick Scarlet Scarab. He looks pretty cool. Mm. Looks like yeah, a Captain that was America a cool character. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just looking from the the picture we've seen there, but I'm pulling up the info now. Seems to be a Captain America villain. With some mm-hmm. description, um, original was Abdul Fowl and is an archaeologist. Um, only 15 issues, so very modest um, mm-hmm. appearances. Uh, first appearance in, oh, The Invaders. That's nice, 23. And oh, wow. um, yeah, doesn't really... seem to have too much on the bio. <laughs> I'm kind of flicking yeah. through, like, oh, there's only two paragraphs. <laughs> oh, um, well. Oh, he died, unfortunately. Um so he found uh, an artifact in the form of a scarlet scarab called the ruby scarab. Uh, he had mystical, gave him mystical energy, uh, great power. That's that's basically all it said. But he, mm-hmm. his aesthetic looks pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like this too. He used it to fight for Egypt against the Germans in World War Two. Yeah, 
yeah. which is, I mean, again, a noble cause. Mm-hmm. Um, fight for country, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, I'm going to drop in there, Justin, just because of the name. You and I know it. Number 30 for Shag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have no idea what Shag is or means. But, yeah, Alien Robot. How cool is that? Oh, so, God, I laughed so hard at that. Yeah, Shag, yeah. <laughs> Shag was a robotic being whose internal mechanisms were contained in the body of, oh, the Great Sphinx. Wow, there you mm-hmm. go. Um, and Shag can manipulate energies which could re- reconfigure matter and repair any physical damage. Uh, Shag is possibly Ramatut time-travelling vehicle. Oh, is the vehicle, the Ramatut time-travelling vehicle in Fantastic Four and Doctor uh, strange issues so just like a, a robot i.e a transformer it seems um yeah yeah only three issues. The sphinx. Yeah, yeah only the three issues but you know what a name um again just an incidentally reading the lost in time space i had to laugh again juvenile humor um remember when uh oh god what was his name um it was a big bad that actually stole dr doom's time machine and he he oh. uh, had Sunstroke, but he created those other three villains, and one of them was called was, Butt. <laughs> yeah, remember? She's like the yeah. the granite woman. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. So why would you call her Butt? <laughs> like, oh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, yeah. I haven't thought about that in a while. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a great one. Butt. Yeah. Yeah. And there was like a salamander, and then there was a cactus yeah. guy. But Dominus. But, that was that. Dominus. Villain, right? Oh, well Dominus. done. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. and they, there were millions of them. Like, he made millions of those cactus things and mm. millions of butts and millions of salamanders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that, yeah, that was cool. Um, yeah, he had, Dominus had ties with, uh, they, they said, oh, your costume reminds me of such and such. He goes, yeah, I'm the, he was the predecessor. I'm the mm, new one. But, I, yeah. Anyway, it was just, Lucifer or something. Yeah. yeah, that's, oh, Justin, far out. You do know you shizzle. I think it was Lucifer, you're right. Jeez. Um, yeah, so uh, any other ones here, Justin? Because um, I want to actually just give a little time for oh, the sure, DC yeah. ones, because I do know yeah. that we do have, um, you know, some, some interests in them. So uh, yeah. these are, you know, so there are minor characters here. Um, any any last last ones here not, from this? Not really, yeah. Just the, the, <laughs> okay. um, Shag, Shag was a good one to end that list <laughs> okay, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah. I just want to. There's another one as well. If we're going to be, you know, pretty, if we're going to go down that rabbit hole, uh, Nefri, just last one, Nefri, number fifteen. Uh, her costume, oh. a little to be desired yes. there. She's got a scarab right on the, uh, you know, on the wahoo. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's <laughs> quite strategically placed. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, it's like a stray but... breeze will send all that to the wind. <laughs> exactly. yeah. It looks so flimsy, everything else, like almost <laughs> transparent, like semi-transparent, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, listen, so there are, there are a whole lot of them. There are 34, apparently, other Marvel characters plus Earth Force um, on top of all the Moon Knight characters. Mm. So mm-hmm. there there are quite a few of them. Let's hope we see many more. We might see more if they get reintroduced in the Moon Knight TV show, dare I say, and even Marvel Legends figures. Let, let there be mm. a shag, um, a legend. Yeah, player. please. I would love yeah, that. Let, let's have a large shag vehicle for other characters <laughs> to go in and ride around on. Exactly. <laughs> 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 um, so, Justin, I guess if we... There are many actually well-known Egyptian characters, 
you know, apart from, you know, mm. Shag and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in DC, so if we go beyond Marvel, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I know there's one that you love. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Well, the first one I have to mention is my favorite, Dr. Fate. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, so for the listeners, again, yeah, his ties, is he Egyptian or is it tied to mythology? Well, in a certain sense, his um, basically Dr. Fate's a sorcerer, but he's kind of like a, a force that inhabits a, a mortal body. Right. In essence, um, there's an intelligence called Nabu, which is one of the Lords of Order. And he was kind of, I think he was exiled to Earth or he was imprisoned on Earth or something in a pyramid. And Kent Nelson's father was an archaeologist and kind of accidentally untombed Nabu and was killed right. by some tomb gas. So Nabu raised Kent and basically turned him into Dr. Fate. Um, so Nabu, I think there, there's some history history for him as well in that he was the the um the wizard for Ramesses the second instead of where the sphinx was the one for marvel i think not mm-hmm. was the one for dc right so he has that tie as well to the ancient egypt uh lore that wasn't a, a issue of the specter i think where they talked about that okay i i'd um, certainly want to know more about dr fate i mean you've you've really sold me on him um, oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Moon Knight's my favorite Marvel hero, and Doctor Fate's my favorite DC. And wow. the fact that they're both Egyptian, kind of influenced. I want to say that it's um, coincidence, but it, it might not have been because I was pretty heavy into ancient Egypt stuff when I was a kid. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So that might have had uh, maybe even a subconscious, um, yeah, influence on you to to. to... Yeah pick those characters right possibly right. yeah yeah but yeah i, I love dr v the, the thing that sold me f- first was the costume i just love the image uh, and it then when cool. i found out he has such a such a neat back history and such a neat power set yes it was kind of what sold me on him beyond that well friend of the show russell as well was saying i think i was chatting with him and he was saying uh, he could really give Dr. Fate, not Russell, could give Superman a run for his money. <laughs> mm, this is true, and I'd, agree, I'd wow. agree with Russell on that. Just because of Superman's uh, vulnerability to magic, yeah. I think that Dr. Fate could could exploit that if he wanted to. But yeah, Have they ever? He, like, Have they ever tussled? I, I, oh, I want to say there was a 70s story in which Dr. Fate bound him with some magic, like maybe... Right. imprisoned him somehow for some reason i can't remember exactly why or when but i i seem to have that that visual in my head that he right yeah he bound okay oh interesting I, yeah. i'd love to um maybe i should suggest that for um the other podcast i do the last sons of krypton a little subtle plug there uh superman mm. podcast um yeah maybe uh, a team or oh, a team up or at least maybe a confrontation with dr fate yeah um, that would be really interesting yeah good excuse to uh to, to you know bring it up on the show mm-hmm. cool um yeah. so dr fate a big hitter in the dc universe um yeah. just have a couple of others here uh, Justin, uh, of course, Hawkman, and that includes, mm. I guess, Hawkgirl and, and all that. Everyone from... Do you know the, the name of the planet that they're from? Are they from a planet? Uh, Thanagar. Yeah. Thanagar. Thanagar, okay. yeah. Right. And they're yeah. just basically what? Are they just basically durable and strong? Um, 
They well, they there's fly, lots of di- there's lots of different origins about the the hawks. Um, okay, but the, as far as I know, yeah, they, they have a um, it's called nth metal, I think, and it, it oh, basically yes. right. um, is an anti gravity metal that allows them to fly. But oh. they also have weapons made from it. I think special weapons and things. So it's not um, the wings at all. The wings don't make them fly. No, it's I think it's really... just that metal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, it probably if sounds like a bad question. Sorry, if my memory's serving me right, yeah, I could be wrong. But so why do they have the, the wings? Is that oh, just for aesthetics? I think. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I, I I can't remember why Thanagar was all into that hawk imagery. I think it mm. it might have had something to do with one of their deities going back away. Okay. But, yeah. I must admit as well, and a bit, another shout out to uh, a fellow learning Rick Ball, the Rick Ball special. Uh, I think he's piqued my interest a little bit in Hawkman, obviously just because of the ties with uh, Egypt. But yeah, mm. that's actually sounding even more interesting that this this nth metal is is mm-hmm. a thing, and yeah, um, interesting to he's see. A really but... interesting character, yeah, and, yeah. And when yeah. they brought him back uh, in the early two thousands, uh, he had his own series for a while which was oh. fantastic, and I'd, I'd recommend that one. It's very good. See, I always associate him with the classic cartoon, right? And so for me, mm. he's like a staple, isn't he, for, for the JLA mm. and stuff? But, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he started out in the Justice Society, but he Justice definitely Society. has made... Yeah, he's definitely made his imprint on pretty much everywhere. Yeah. But he, he doesn't sound, from the sounds of it, that he doesn't sound that as popular in the fact that he, he hasn't got a regular ongoing series. Like you've only, yeah, yeah, like, maybe he's similar to Moon Knight. You know, you could argue, mm. or, or yeah, the likes yeah. of Moon Knight. I, I, I could see some parallels between those two, actually. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, right. uh, nice. And and finally, um, the only other one, unless you have others, Justin as well, Ragman. Uh, Ragman, I I can't remember what his ties to Egypt were actually. I thought was it was. It, it might have been be... the cloak. Yeah, yeah, I I could be actually I could be wrong. <laughs> oh. I know that he's very similar to Moon. We we covered this I think um in the the previous episode yes, with you, Russell. Yeah, you and Russell spoke about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. I'm not sure whether that was just because the 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 leanings because he was he was Jewish as well. I just assumed as well he was Egyptian. I could be totally wrong. Um, oh, I maybe I am. Most likely remember. am. Uh, let me just have a look here. You're right. He might not actually have a tie in. I just chucked that in there. I thought, um, no, you're right. I don't think he's got the supernatural element, but that's okay. So scratch that. Sorry. I thought Ragman was. Oh, that's okay. No. Maybe, maybe DC writers can reboot it and make him a That's right. Yeah. Maybe the the cloak was like one of the the shawl of the... The yeah. Turin Shroud or something. <laughs> because the Egyptian it just equivalent seemed... of the Turin Shroud. Yeah, it was just more like the supernatural element, right? Um, no, yeah, so mm. he's just a, a, a Jewish superhero, so sorry, uh, that was it. I thought his connection with Moon Knight was the Egyptian as well, but no, no, sorry. Yeah, Scratch that. That's okay. Um, that's right. Any other ones there, Justin, that you can, you can think off the top of your head? There was one that I wanted to mention from a very obscure oh, yes. Yes. source. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> this is a comic book, which I would be amazed if anybody remembered it. This it is why called... we love having you on, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's, there's a random comic book called UN Force, United Nations Force. And this was, 
oh gosh, I wanted to say 93 or 4, maybe mm -hmm. 95. And it was a very short-lived series from a publisher, I think, called Gauntlet. Okay. And I just bought it just on a random whim, just because of the cover. I looked at it and I thought, oh, this looks interesting. And it was, it was a, a, a team book. And it was essentially all of these characters were from different countries. And as you might imagine, the whole story was basically them all fighting each other. <laughs> uh -huh. they, they never really, I don't think they ever fought another, a single threat be, besides each other, besides in fighting within the team. <laughs> um, but it was so great. I, I don't think that it would fly today because there was a lot of stuff that hasn't aged well. Um, um, a lot of cultural references, I think, that would probably be frowned upon a little bit. But for, oh, no. for the time, it was interesting. And I, I've, I've dug it out a few times over the years and read it. And it's very entertaining. The art's good, and it's, wow. the characters are interesting. It's, yeah, but there was an Egyptian hero in that team uh, named Cheops, Cheops. And he was yeah. a scientist who had um, three different helmets. He had a fox helmet, which he could use for telepathy and mind mm -hmm. reading. He had a falcon helmet, which he used, of course, for flight. And he had a hippopotamus helmet, which he used for super strength. And oh, cool. Of course, I like he could only use, yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool. But he could only use one helmet at a time. So I thought, well, uh, you know, what if he's up in the air and with his falcon hard. helmet and, and he really needs to punch a hole through something, but he the, can't switch helmets in midair. <laughs> exactly. They're not exactly um, portable, are they? Yeah. No. Um, he's yeah. going to lug around three helmets with him and they're like, hang on mm. one, one sec let me just change it yeah, yeah let me just change this <laughs> hold on a second yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, oh, that yeah. sounds interesting as well um yeah it was a cool little series i definitely recommend that to anybody that wants something random and okay it's from the past it's yeah un well, force yeah yeah un force I most definitely will try to post up something um i always tend to post things after we do the recordings but anyway they're good for discussion um we'll post up something to do with egyptian characters uh and and hopefully i can track down some images of cheops from un force oh, I, think, I think i found one earlier i can oh, you send did? that to you yeah oh, thank, fantastic great um yeah. and I'll, I'll post that up in um in our group and on the page and we can have a good old discussion with some loonies about you know what is your favorite egyptian character or uh egyptian mythology mythological character from marvel mm. and or beyond uh, i think it'll be a very interesting discussion um Justin, why don't we just take a quick break, and when we come back, we're just yeah. going to wrap up our idle chat with a couple of bits of feedback. But um, okay. yeah, Sounds but great. it's yeah, we'll see you soon, loonies. After this short message, you belong, you belong, you belong, you belong to the Mary Marvel. Anyone hear us? This is Trey Lawson, and I'm James Hickson. Anyone can hear this broadcast. We need your help. We've been kidnapped and imprisoned in a tomb by this creepy old undertaker named Mr. Gravely. And he's forcing us to review his collection of Marvel horror comics. Stuff like Tomb of Dracula. Werewolf by Night. Man-Thing. Ghost Rider. And so much more. Forcing us to record these reviews as a podcast called The Tomb of Ideas. If you can hear this, please contact our families call the authorities anyone tell them we can be found at now now boys let's not give too much away 
You can find James and Trey every other Wednesday at the Tomb of Ideas, a Marvel Horror Podcast. A proud member of the Cinepunks Podcast Group. See you there, Tomb Believers. <laughs> This is Russell from Tombs of Evil. And you're listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight Podcast. Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight Podcast. We are wrapping up our fantastic discussion on... It's always interests me, Justin, the Egyptian characters or and, and or the Egyptian mythological aspects in the Marvel Universe mm. and beyond. Um, so I think we've covered a fair few of them. Um, but yeah, Justin, it's fantastic. Dr. Fate, of course, a big one. Interesting to know mm. some of the villains as well. The Living Monolith, I've got to try and find out more of. I love that, that you know, the uh, uh, the premise of the Sphinx as well. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd love that that New Warriors story that we were talking about. Yeah. Mm, I'm certainly gonna. I love the New Warriors that that kind of classic New Warriors. Um, mm. So certainly gonna check it out. Um, before cool. we head off, though, Justin, we've got a couple of bits of feedback from previous episodes. Um, have you got the prompt sheet up and running there on your end? I do. Yes, I Excellent. do. Yeah. Excellent. Well, why don't we go? Um, I'll, I'll take the first one. I'll give you the nice the nice long one there. Um, okay, sure. From from CMK, but first off, so this is based off our last idle chat, which was all about non-Marvel team up. So, mm. which character would would uh, you like to see team up with Moon Knight, and uh, not from the Marvel universe? Uh, that was our episode two hundred and six, and we got returning comments from Car Eternal. Thank you so much, Car Eternal. And they say, I'd love to see what a Moon Knight and Badger crossover team-up mm. could give us. Oh, yeah. I'm going to ask you yes. about this one, Justin. Badger is an indie superhero with DID that regularly fights wizards, pollution, he once attacked a man for littering, and Putin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Justin, it sounds like you know of the Badger. It sounds like a very interesting character. Um, who yeah. and where yeah, and the what? Badger... Uh, the Benjers from First, I believe, is the publishing house. Okay. Uh, that was from the 80s. And I first um, encountered Badger by reading Nexus. Nexus is a big favorite of mine. Right. Uh, by Mike um, Barron and Steve Rude. And I just love the character of Badgers. So, so great. So cool. Um, and yeah, that would be a fantastic team up. I would love to see that, those awesome. two together. It would be very, very entertaining. There would never be a dull moment. <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out again. Like this is what I love um, having the likes of you on as well, Justin. But getting the these um, these bits of feedback from the the uh, loonies out there as well. It's it's all about learning a bit more about what's out there. And and yeah, I just absolutely love it. So thank you, Car Eternal, for that. Um, yeah. And finally, we've got the last bit of feedback. Sure. From CMK7, who writes, Great episode and great picks, guys. Man, you guys are really taking me back. The Grendel and the Mask. OMG. (laughs) I'd throw the crow in there as well. That's a good pick, too. Yes. Um, 
Also, is it safe to say that Spawn and Ragman are <laughs> ripoffs? Borrow a lot from Moon Knight, lol. At least that's what I thought when they first came on the scene. Although I'm a fans of both and have their number ones, as well as the mask number one, way before the movie. Wow, impressive. Another one I'd throw in there is Vigilante from DC. Basically a Punisher copy with some differences and another another favorite of mine. I would agree with that. Vigilante would be a great team up for right. Moon Knight as well. Is, is that character still up and around in DC? No. Well, uh, probably not the version that CMK is talking of because okay. I think that one's deceased still. Um, right. But there have been a few different uh, vigilantes over the years. I, I think there's a new one now in DC currently. But right. Yeah, that that would be that would make for a great team up for for old Mooney. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's always done well with the Punisher. Teamed up with Punisher, so to have someone mm. kind of like the Punisher, I can see certainly mm. work. Um, what are your thoughts? On, thanks again. Sorry, CMK Seven people, people, boop. Um, but also as well, your thoughts, Justin, on Spawn and Ragman borrowing from Moon Knight. What do you reckon? I, I would kind of agree with that a little bit, and at least in the image with the flowing capes and things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've I was never wondered... the, the biggest Spawn fan, but I, okay. I always did like Ragman. I yeah. Ragman. Oh, well, I mean, I've, I've only become familiar with Ragman recently. Spawn is interesting because, you know, I rode that wave when Image started and, and Spawn came out and collecting mm. all those. Um, it is interesting, actually, to take a step back and go, hmm, so what... What was McFarlane influenced by? Because he certainly mm-hmm. isn't anything like Spidey, which was um, a big mm-hmm. Todd McFarlane thing. Um, I guess True. Batman yeah. and, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, the likes of Moon Knight, I guess, with the flowing cape. But he mm-hmm. even influenced Marvel in in the, um, to some capacity. Justin, I don't know if you remember Nightwatch. Do you remember that character? Oh, I do remember Nightwatch, yeah. Literally, literally just Spawn. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. I have, I have a few issues of Nightwatch. I remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was a direct rip-off. And yes. I th- they had to change the costume, too, I think, right after the first issue. Because oh, because too much. A, a, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. completely retooled it. Well, um, yeah. and, and plus the Spawn, too, you ha- does have some other similarities with the mercenary background. Oh yeah, with the true. Soldier fortune true. history with with Moon Knight and yep. with the redemp with the whole uh, redemption ideal. So and and a yeah, deal with possible. the devil. Yeah, yeah right. Like a, exactly. Slash, yeah. Can't you? yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Actually, same yeah. I think you're onto something there. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So again, thank you so much, guys, for for your your comments. They're always fun, uh, and listeners. If you want to drop comments too as well, please feel free. Uh, like these were on past episodes, so um, you know we love reading them out as well and just reflecting on on what we discussed before. So uh, drop in your thoughts for Egyptian superheroes. Uh, that would be um, that'll be really cool. And as I said, I'll, I'll put something up uh, in the group and on the page to maybe generate some discussion. Um, so Justin, that wraps up our idle chat. Thank you so much for well, thank for you for on. having me back. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Um, yeah. And if you do have um, some space 
in the schedule, would you be able to uh, jump in a bit later in the week for another oh, episode? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I'd love <laughs> to. Excellent. Fantastic. Uh, that's so cool. Uh, so, um, Justin and I, we will reconvene um, a few days from now, of course, uh, as is always the way. And we'll uh, be looking at next phase. It is a first quarter. So we haven't had, had a first quarter moon in a while. And that is um, that means it will be Conchu's Relics. So what Justin and I will be doing will be looking at what I've titled Moon Knight Collected. And I guess we're just going to openly discuss, Justin, uh, Moon Knight in, I guess, trade form, um, collected mm. format. Maybe things we yeah. want to see as well. Mm. And, some uh, speculation and, for the future. Yeah, Exactly. Some speculation for the future. And for those that are chasing things, uh, we might give a rundown of what is currently out there. Uh, not necessarily available, but if you do do your hunting, you might find that white whale of yours. Alrighty, loonies, we'll catch you a bit later in the week. Have a good one. Take care. Loonies, you can contact us through various social platforms. You can drop us a line on email at itkmoonnight at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash itkmoonnight, and a Facebook group facebook.com slash groups slash ITK Moon Knight. We are on Twitter. Our handle is at ITK Moon Knight. And we're on Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube to search for Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. We're also on Discord. Just search for the server Into the Night with a K. Please leave an iTunes rating or review if you can. It helps us reach other loonies out there too. Also, if you have any feedback, we also look to improve ourselves and the show. Finally, we're on all good podcast catches, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, also on PodCoin. Please check us out and share episodes with your friends. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.